You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. For your next sci-fi addiction, you need to pick up the first books in the Spire novel series from author Peter F. Smith. The Spire brings to life a setting years after a viral apocalypse has decimated the world's population, leaving only a handful of families who were instrumental in the downfall of mankind as its new rulers. With mankind wiped out, these elites turn on one another with violent results. I enjoyed the incredible details put into the action scenes that rival any you could possibly see on the big screen, and the thought put into the world building crafts possibilities that are endless. The second book, Apocalypse Dawn, allows you to dive further into this dystopia from a survivor's point of view and will grip you instantly. You can pre-order both books on Amazon for 99 cents until November 12th. So sign into your account now and pick up your copies of the next major sci-fi hit and always remember to geek out. My name is Oliver Queen. My name is Barry Allen. You're blind, but you see so much. Everything we've been doing, it all leads here. Suit up. Jim Gordon, GCPD. I hear good things about you, Counselor. Harvey Dent. Likewise, about you, Detective. You think you know me, but I've never been more than what each of you has created. <laughs> Just look at the flowers. Welcome back for another episode of Televised Heroics. We're here talking about what what's the only thing that we could be talking about? Crisis on Infinite Earths. Isn't that right, Daniel? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's getting, it's getting closer. Yeah. And uh, that's all I seem to be able to talk about in Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Arrow and Flash, both of them, all their storylines just pertain to that, which makes sense. They're the, the two big shows out of the five that are on at the moment. Yeah, but I mean, The Flash didn't really talk about it this week, which was, I guess, was a nice little break. No, I mean, this past week, you had uh, Nash Wells. He's he's using uh, What's-Her-Face to try and get into the Monitor's cave hideout. I don't know what that thing is supposed to be, but that, I mean, that's kind of, I mean, that's still at least in the, the background of what's going on. So, uh talking about a little bit of news first let's see we got star girl which was a dc universe show like technically still is a dc universe show it is a part of the berlanti universe i believe i'm not quite sure but it is uh produced by greg berlanti um it is going to stay on dc universe it will air it will be premiered on the fridays just like they do already but then on the next day it will come out on cw And then the next day after that, it will come out on the CW app. So you can you can watch it on this on the DC Universe app first, or you can wait for it to air on CW television, or you can wait for it on the CW app. Gotcha. And you know what? Um, I think I'm actually just gonna wait. Uh, I don't want to see the uncensored stuff. I probably see the uncut versions of the episodes on DC Universe. You're gonna wait for it to to be all out. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, depends on how good it is. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, yeah, it, we have no idea if it's going to be good at the moment. I, I like the cast. I know that. That's about as far as I go. Um, but it's it is interesting that they would do it this way, especially with the uh, HBO Max coming out. They're just trying to get as many people to subscribe to DC Universe before they roll out Max. Maybe I don't know because yeah, uh, like you got Doom, Doom Patrol, which is going to be on DC Universe, but also on HBO Max at the same time. Oh, that's true. Yeah, maybe um, if you have DC Universe, you can bundle with uh, HBO Max and get a bundle deal kind of Disney Plus with Hulu. I mean, that's possible. Um, I don't understand why they wouldn't just combine the two. Like, I understand why Disney Plus and Hulu aren't combined, but. Why wouldn't you just combine DC Universe into HBO Max? Maybe there's already a lot of subscribers to DC Universe, so <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I it's, it, it's got to be enough subscribers that they're they're willing to you know keep it going. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I guess I'll 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 keep the DC Universe app because I want to watch these shows. Even though I'm behind, I'm behind on my Titan season two. I haven't watched 
uh, Swamp Thing. Uh, I haven't finished the third season of uh, Young Justice, so the second half of the third season. Um, Harley Quinn's coming out here pretty soon. But and that show looks great. <laughs> it's definitely interesting. Uh, <laughs> Alan Tudyk is the voice of the Joker. I'm, I'm all for that. And, you know, just from the little preview, he's not bad. <laughs> yeah, no, he's not bad. Uh, okay, so a little bit of casting news. Over on Flash, uh, we have our Sue Dearborn uh, in the comic books, later known to be Sue Dibney. Um, yeah, r- the wife of the elongated man, Ralph Dibney. Character that they've been hinting at since the end of last season on Flash with... Uh, Ralph uh, taking on the case as a missing person. She's been here and there. We saw her, or we we saw a mention of her in this episode that we're going to talk about today. Uh, it was licensed to elongate. It's their James Bond episode, and uh, it's uh, Natalie Dreyfus, an actress by the name of Natalie Dreyfus. She has been in a lot of things. Uh, it sounds looks like, looks like her acting career started about. Uh, 19 oh wow 1989 as a child but most of the wow. stuff just came out in 2007 is when she really started stuff um okay. she was in episodes of burn notice life she the shield uh glory days weeds new girl house big role in secret life of american teenager she had 11 episodes on that the original six episodes on that uh two broke girls true blood Nothing really huge. Um, a couple, uh, n- no real movies that I know uh, or I've heard of, except for National Treasure, Book of Secrets, and Smashed. Or I'm sorry, Nanny Express and Smashed. So, and the Smashed one is uncredited. So that's unfortunate. So probably literally just like a background person. Yeah, yeah. It's not someone with a too many lines. She is, is, oh, she's the niece of Richard Dreyfus. There you go. Okay. It's interesting. Uh, did you see the picture of her? Uh, yeah. How, how do you feel about her as uh, Sue Dearborn? Come with me. Oh. I need your... Sorry. She looks, uh, looks like her. <laughs> she looks like her. I mean... Yeah, there's not a lot out there about uh, Sue Dibney, Sue Dearborn, so it's good enough. Hope I mean, hopefully she can she can act, and that's that's the more important thing. Definitely, because um, I have a feeling she'll probably be a reoccurring character going forward if they're introducing her, or it's just gonna be a way for the show to write off, uh, you know, elongated man. Ooh, it could be that. That definitely could be it too. That'd be interesting. Uh, the Entertainment Weekly online put out a couple uh, pictures uh, from Crisis on Infinite Earths. We have a picture of Tom Welling as Clark Kent on the, the Kent farm in Smallville. He's back in his good old flannel, just sitting there with a axe in his hand. So no Superman suit yet. Pretty much uh, looks about the same, just uh, a little bit more gray. <laughs> He's a little bit more gray. He's a little bit more filled out. Like, just like, I don't want to say thicker because that seems like a sexual connotation, but he's just like not as skinny as he used to be. I don't know. I'm not saying that he he's fat. I'm just saying that he's not as skinny. Yeah, uh, you know, in shape though. Yeah, yeah. Um, then you go on to seeing uh, Kevin Conroy as Bruce Wayne, and he's wearing some type of metal apparatus around his shoulders. Most people are, are predicting that this is the same metal apparatus you see on uh, Bruce Wayne in Kingdom Come comic books. So, if you have Brandon Routh as the Kingdom Come Superman, this is Bruce Wayne as the, or this is Kevin Conroy as the Bruce Wayne from Kingdom Come. This is that's a pretty interesting uh, distinction. Yeah, I mean, in the books, he needed uh, that metal apparatus to walk, so. They, yeah, at least they got that. Yeah, because he had his back broken <laughs> again. <laughs> so I mean, the if you think about Kingdom Come, the you know you have the the Trinity is pretty big in that. Um, do you think we're gonna get a Wonder Woman at all in any of this? 
Oh, that'd be cool. I mean, we have Linda Carter. I don't know if she's yeah. coming back or not, but that's that's pretty interesting. To if I mean, I would assume that the movie side of stuff isn't making it so that we can't have a Wonder Woman at all in all of uh the CW verse. Um, I thought there was an article that we posted to uh, confirming that Linda Carter is is coming back. I th- I think we we did, but it, it didn't say if she was coming back as president, uh, whatever her president name was, or because she was in Supergirl as the president, yeah, um, or if she's coming back as Wonder Woman. I yeah, then uh, ex- yeah, you're right. It didn't exactly say what she's gonna come back as, which is either either side is possible. Yeah. Um. Moving on, we have uh, Brandon Routh in a suit as a mild-mannered reporter, Clark Kent, standing in front of a Daily Planet uh, framed newspaper. It says, Planet Attack, numerous fatalities in news office gas attack. Then he's in his Superman suit, which is very reminiscent of his Superman suit as Superman Returns, uh, except for with a changed S, so it looks like the S from uh, Kingdom Come. And then he's really good, though. <laughs> oh, he does look really good. And then he's in an action pose as he's crouching down. And then you have uh, Tyler Tyler Hoechlin in his Superman suit, kind of looking off in the distance. Maybe looking at Brandon Ralph Superman. Don't know. Then you have Lois Lane and Iris West, uh, Iris Allen West, Iris West Allen. There you go. Um, looking into some book that might be that. It looks like it's a some type of tome. It might be. I mean, obviously, it's going to be something important. It's not the book that was from the Elseworlds uh, crossover, is it? Can't tell. I can't tell either. Uh, then we're back on maybe the Kent farm. Tyler Hawkland in his Clark Kent outfit, Lois Lane, and then Iris Wes Allen. Uh, Kate Kane looking off in the distance, as she does because she's a Batwoman. <laughs> <laughs> So those are that's all the the photos that came out of the EW article. Um, are you do when when they put photos out like this? Does it make you more excited or less excited? Excited. It makes you more excited. I mean, me too. I mean, it's not yeah. really giving away anything. Obviously, exactly. Obviously, the characters were going to meet each other, so it's it's interesting. Do you think Tom Welling's going to put on a Superman suit? It'd be awesome. It would be awesome, but like. Think about if you think about when um, Michael Rosebaum talked about how they approached him to come back as Lex Luthor for the crossover event. They he said that he had to turn it down just because the role was so was so tiny and it was bad scheduling and uh, you know other factors and stuff like that. I would have to assume that the Tom Welling thing is pretty similar. Like they just it was just it's a really just a cameo. So he, I, I mean, I can see a world where the crossover event is, is you know, um, Tyler Hawkins, Superman showing up and Lois Lane showing up on the Kent farm just to say like, hey, we need your help. And he's like, hey, I can't do that right now. Like kind of thing. Like it's, <laughs> it's just like I can't. It, it, it's just like showing up and seeing him as Clark Kent. That's it. Kind of lame. <laughs> it would be kind of lame, but I, I could also understand it. Yeah. But, I mean, if it's just for him saying, like, no, I can't do this, uh, at least he decided to come back for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, at least it shows that the, that they're all they're all in it. They're all in it together, you know, kind of thing. Then, uh, Elizabeth Tulock, I think is how you say her name. She posted pictures. Or she's the one who plays Lois Lane in the CW universe. Um, she posted pictures to her facebook of uh some on-set posters uh, pictures you have a kind of makeshift justice league uh post that you got uh just starting from the left supergirl ray palmer the atom um green arrow uh batwoman alex danvers the flash martian manhunter brainiac superman uh Green Arrow's daughter, so future Green Arrow, Harbinger, Lila, 
White Canary, Sarah, and Lois Lane. That's a pretty cool picture, though. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah, all standing kind of, I don't know if it's supposed to be a Hall of Justice or what, but it is kind of a, it is a very cool group picture. Yeah. Uh, and they had more more pictures of the group as as they're acting. They're they're in the hall. Uh, it looks like Supergirl and Alex are talking to the rest of them about hey, what's going on, or at least being told what's going on. And then there's a super baby. You have Lois Lane and Clark Kent holding a baby. It looks like wrapped in a some type of red blanket, which could be a red Superman cape. Dun, dun, that'd be awesome. Because I think we talked Dude. about that before, didn't we? We talked about the, the the Superman and Lois show is supposed to be something about them raising a child, raising a son. I did talk about it. And uh, did we say it was going to be like a, another Lois and Clark or a follow-up to Lois and Clark? It might be something like Lois and Clark, but because the, the, actually the, the show of Lois and Clark ended with them getting a baby. Like, that was the last episode. Okay. So that's kind of interesting. Like, how does... How do they work around that? How do they? How does Superman deal with having a baby? <laughs> then the last piece of news is still about uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths. We had a uh, at Hockey Eight player at Mark Guggenheim, one of the producers for the crossover or the Crisis on Infinite Earths, said we've had tons of leaks and announcements. Are there any more surprise cameos still waiting for us in the actual event? Also, can you confirm Bebo in Crisis? Thanks. <laughs> I know I know Daniel would be really happy if Bebo showed up. That's just hilarious. <laughs> they threw it in there. <laughs> Mark Guggenheim uh, answered this uh, Twitter account with several more still yet to be revealed. Rome War still be revealed, and I hope you know. I hope it's just a good thing, uh, good surprises. Um, maybe we get a Mark Hamill somewhere in there. That'd be cool. Ooh, I think we've. Oh, I don't know. You know what? That was. I think that was a unreliable source that said that. But yeah, Mark Hamill back is uh, either the trickster, prankster, trickster. Is it trickster? Yeah. Yeah. Trickster. Uh that would be cool. Um cool. if you have Kevin Conroy as as Batman, why not have Mark Hamill as Joker? It's true. That could be cool. What if they go to a world where it is animated? That'd be awesome. <laughs> like just like uh, you know, um into the Spider-Verse. That'd be really cool. That could be interesting. Um, anybody else in particular that you would like to see pop up? Like, what if Michael Rosenbaum was throwing everybody off and he actually is going to be in there as Lex Luthor? That'd be pretty cool, too. Justin, I, I'm just trying to think uh, who else. I mean, there's just been so many people throughout, you know, the series for every show. I don't even know. I'm probably leaving, like, a lot of people. I don't even know who can make a comeback. No, that's true. I mean, well, you think about Justin Hartley, who who played Green Arrow in Smallville. Um, I mean, he's on a very successful TV show on NBC right now. Uh, we have we 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 know for sure that the the actress that played Huntress in Birds of Prey, CW, uh, CW show from way back when Smallville was on, is going to be in the the show. Um, it's true. There's possibilities that the cast of Titans could show up because that's also a Berlanti show. Um, so if that happens, then there's Doom Patrol or maybe even the Stargirl cast shows up. Like they've been filming that show for a while. I could see them filming something for this. That's true. I didn't even think about that. So if that, I mean, if that's true, then there's Smallville or Smallville Swamp Thing, uh, John Constantine. Well, we know Constantine's going to be there because he's part of the Legends of Tomorrow and that's. That's uh, part of the crossover in itself. Right. And um, I know they wanted to include the guy that played Seg on Krypton, but obviously that got shut down. It's not going to happen anymore. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. That's that's unfortunate. 
would have been cool, but I don't know what he would have done his purpose there. <laughs> he came in to talk to one of the supermen and be like, I'm your great grandfather. I'm your grandfather. So do what I say. <laughs> Save the sir. Bye. <laughs> All right, then let's get right into our TV shows for this week. We have, uh, we have kind of like a week and a half worth of TV shows because we missed last week, but we also, uh, there was no, Arrow or Flash last or two weeks ago. So um, we have two episodes of Batwoman, two episodes of Supergirl, two episodes of Black Lightning, and then an episode of Flash and a fla- an episode of Arrow. Why do you think? I mean, that's it's weird that because I mean we're on I don't know we're on <laughs> different numbers for every different show. I guess because of the crossover event, like. I mean, obviously, Arrow is having a super short season this this year, which makes a lot of sense for that one. That's true. Um, the Flash, no idea. I wonder if Supergirl gonna... always runs late too, <laughs> long, I should say. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I wonder if Flash is going to have like some double sized episodes at the end of the year. That could be a thing. That could be a thing. Do we have a new show that's coming out after? Uh, the crossover event, because well, once I should say once Arrow is gone, or is, is Legends of Tomorrow just taking over that spot? Assume that Legends is going to take over that spot. Yeah, I couldn't remember. That's interesting. Okay, so talking about Batgirl, have you been able to catch up on any shows? Watch any of that? <laughs> no. <laughs> I still want to watch it, but no, I just don't have enough time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I just want to tell everybody this, uh, just in general. If you don't have CW, um, like, or you don't have the opportunity to watch it on, on when it airs, or when you uh, you don't have a DVR, or, you know, whatever for whatever reason, you can't watch it on air. Watch it on the website on the CW website because. And it and they're there the very next day. You can watch it the very next day on the website, and it doesn't have commercials. It has the breaks there for commercials, but they don't usually have any commercials, and it's pretty awesome. Been getting the commercials. I mean, yesterday when I was trying to watch uh, Supergirl, I had the the commercial breaks, and then after one of the commercial breaks, it just wouldn't load up for me anymore. Oh, on your CW on on the website for you? Yeah, and that's why I couldn't watch um, the last half of the. Of that first episode, that's weird because when like I two weeks ago. I wonder what that is because when I watch it on the on the website, there's never any commercials. So weird. I mean, on the app, I have commercials all the time. If I have the if I watch it on the app on my phone, it, there's commercials, but on the actual website, there's not. So when I went on uh, the actual website, the Flash didn't have any ads for me. That was the only show. Everything else had ads. That's weird. I wonder if it's because of where we're. Lo- I mean, you're in Phoenix and I'm in Yuma, so. Um, yeah, yeah. Because was it was it were they local commercials? Do you remember? Uh, no, it was all Black Friday stuff. Hmm, that's interesting. Uh, okay, so episode f- uh, shoot, oh six and episode seven of of Batwoman. I'll be the judge. You'll I'll be the jury, which showed us the executioner. We talked about that two weeks ago. Um, and then we have to tell the truth, which was. An interesting episode because it introduced the character of Julia Pennyworth, which in the comic books has been introduced twice. So, speaking of I'll Be the Judge, I'll Be the Jury was a really cool episode because um, the thing was the executioner shows up and he's he's killing off uh, law enforcement, or not just law enforcement, but people that... He, basically he kills a prosecutor and then a judge and, or he goes for a judge and, and, uh, 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 another person. But, um, you find out that this is a guy who was a, he, he was the death, death row executioner. Like he would kill people that were on death row, like legally, like he was supposed to. Okay. But, but then he figured out that the judge, the prosecutor and, one other person, I forget who it was, um, were actually cooking up evidence to make their cases. And so the people that he killed uh, didn't deserve to die. So they made, he, in his mind, they made him a, a murderer. So now he's he was going around correcting that wrong. So yes, killing is wrong, but he is, 
you know, going against, he's going against the people that did wrong first, if that makes sense. So he's kind of an anti-hero. Okay. Yeah. It was a really good episode. Uh, Lucius, or not, sorry, Luke Fox, um, played kind of a big role in that because his father, Lucius, was killed uh, in this world. And uh, the gun, the killer that was caught was caught and prosecuted by the prosecution, the the prosecutor that was uh, that was in question. And they f- essentially framed a guy for the murder and he got executed. So now... Luke has to, is going to figure out who it is that actually killed his father. Okay. Um, then the, the, to tell me the truth. Oh, and then the backstory and all this is that Sophie, um, Kate's former lover, um, is basically onto the idea that Kate is Batwoman. She's, she's essentially figured it out. So she asked Kate's father, who's the head of the crows to allow her to investigate who is Batwoman and as she gets closer and closer, she goes to confront Kate. And that brings us into episode seven, where Julia Pennyworth shows up. And she, at one point, trained Kate in fighting in Krav Maga. And what? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, when she fights uh, Batwoman on a rooftop in a mask... She figures out who it is because she is the one who taught Kate all those moves, and then she's like, she so she exposes her, and they expose that she exposes herself, and you also find out that at one point Julia and Kate were lovers. So, uh, with all that being said, the controversy with this Julia Pennyworth character, if you want to call it controversy, is that uh, she is depicted in this show as being white. So when Julia Pennyworth was first introduced uh, pre-crisis a long time ago, she was white. She was the daughter of Alfred. Um, then post-crisis, and I think New 52 universe, she was introduced, she was black. And, you know, some people were up in the arms that they cast an, a white actress to play a black character. Now, uh the reasoning behind it is that the this version that we're seeing in the show is more like the version that's in the New 52 universe because she has the fighting background, she has the ex-military background, uh, as opposed to the white version pre-crisis, which was just, I'm your long-lost daughter kind of thing. Um, okay. The real reason why they cast a white actress is because she is a plot device in this in this episode so just okay. like sophie has figured out that kate is batwoman so they need to throw sophie off well enter new white woman white woman throws on uh the batwoman outfit goes and confronts sophie as sophie is going to expose her and then who shows up behind sophie is kate kane in her regular clothes so in her if the she can't be batwoman if she's standing right behind her so thus she uh, throws her off. She throws her off. No longer thinks that Kate is Batwoman, and that's why we had to have a white Julia uh, Pennyworth. I, I mean, what did she know? Be constantly asking, like, you know, why do you why do you have all those bruises? Why do you have all those scars? All those stitches? I mean, up until about this season of uh, Arrow, I never really saw uh, Stephen Amell with a bunch of bruises, or or I should say Oliver Queen with a bunch of bruises. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's just that's just how comic books work. You know that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's it's she uses a voice manipulator too when she's Batwoman. So just like uh, Arrow in his first couple of uh, seasons. Okay. Yeah. Um. Like I said, I I still enjoy the show. You have uh, Alice, who is Kate's sister. Uh. Kate's father now believes that Alice is Kate's sister's Beth. Kate's sister Beth. Uh, she has her own sidekick, which is Mouse, who can manipulate his voice um, and wears a lot of makeup to change his look. So he's kind of like Clayface. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good. I mean, it's it's still a good show. It, I I don't. I honestly don't know what the numbers are for this show. 
uh, I, I think more people should be watching it because it is it's definitely a different take. It's not the same as what um, how Arrow, the beginning of Arrow was very much just Batman light. I mean, this is definitely not the same as the Batwoman that you'll read in the comic books, but it's still it's still a good show. It's a little different. Yeah, and like I said, I still really want to plan on watching all of this, so I'll have to find time and go back for it. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what the ratings are, so I don't know if it's looking good for another season or if it's looking bad for another season. Yeah. Uh, I mean, when we know that she's going to at least be in the crossover event, so they're they're hoping. They're, they're, they're planning ahead, so that's yeah. going to be interesting. Um, what was it the... I was going to say, was it, it's... it's uh, I love the introduction of um, uh, Rachel Maddow as the voice of Vicki Vale. She essentially has a a podcast or some kind of radio show where she talks constantly about what's going on in Gotham and how Batwoman is a is a, a big thing in town. And uh, uh, yeah, it's a lot of the side characters are pretty good. That's cool. Supergirl. So you watched half of confidence woman i believe and then watched all of tremors yes episode six and episode seven of those shows of that show um let's see confidence woman i'm trying to remember what that episode was is that the introduction of uh of of rip roar or was that dangerous liaisons those dangerous liaisons because in these two episodes uh we had uh leviathan Oh, is, these are the the full on Leviathan episodes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's very interesting that they would introduce this uh, the Leviathan character so early on into or the organization of Leviathan into Supergirl this season when the the organization in the comic books is so very young. So we just recently in the comic books got the introduction or we got the reveal of who the head of Leviathan is. So. A golden age character named Manhunter by the name of Mark Shaw. Um, it's interesting because they didn't decide to go with that in the Supergirl because I don't know if maybe they didn't consult DC Comics or maybe DC Comics didn't want them to reveal it before them, like even though both the episode and the issues came out around the same time. So, uh, in the show, the head uh, Leviathan seems like it's a group of aliens that have been around since the dinosaur age. They're, essentially, they say that the meteorite that they showed up on, in uh, or they they crash landed into Earth, is what killed the dinosaurs. And then since then, they've been roaming around. I mean, you kind he's kind of like the one guy is <laughs> as brainy described him. He's an Earthbender. He, he's, he's able to manipulate the ground and the earth and, and all that stuff. And that's where you get the Tremors episode. And I don't know. It's just um, in the, the special effects were pretty cool. I don't know. Uh, the only thing I guess uh, with uh, Leviathan, um, um, I don't know, he just reminded me of the guy, one of the other crypt, uh, Kryptonians from like the first season, bald and, you know, stall uh, statured, look menacingly. <laughs> so that actor who played um, the the Earthbender was Mitch Pileggi. Most people know him from uh, X-Files back in the day. He was Mulder and Scully's boss or, you know, head agent. And then uh, more recently, he's also been in Supernatural as the grandfather to uh, Sam and Dean. So that's also pretty interesting. But yeah, Mitch Pledgey as the Earthbender alien dude brings a different kind of credence to the show, I, I want to say. I don't, I mean, I don't know. It's, it was, I, I enjoyed both episodes. I, 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 it, the the Lena stuff was the most important part of the show. Uh, Lena revealing to Supergirl that she knew before Supergirl announced herself to her. Which, you know, doesn't make a whole lot of sense because it's always been like, 
you know, I should tell Lena, Lena, you know, can't keep Lena in the dark. And then Lena finds out on her own and Lena gets upset. And I don't know, just that didn't make a whole lot of sense. <laughs> Ramakan, that was the name of uh, the yeah. Earthbender, I forgot, which is a character in the comic books, but I don't think is the same power set. I'm not sure. Pretty cool, though. Again, his special effects and special powers look pretty awesome. <laughs> Uh, I, I love that Martian Manhunter and his brother kind of reconciled. That's pretty interesting. He like showed him all the grief that he had gone through. So that was able to, he was able to be like, or do you think he's going to turn on him? I don't think he'll turn on that at this point. I think, uh, he should be good. I think we're going to be done with the Martian storyline. That's interesting. So I <laughs> What was it? the The father was played by Phil the Monk or the Muck or something like that. Oh, no, uh, the white Mar- uh, his brother is uh, is Phil Lamar. Yeah, Phil Lamar. Yeah, yeah, but no, the father. His name is also Phil, isn't it? Is it? That actor is isn't it Phil Lamock or something like that? Lemick or let me uh, see. No, I didn't check the credits. Let me see that. Let me see if I can find it real fast. Oh, I'm sorry. Carl Lumbly. I was way off. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say wait, uh, somebody else because, I mean, we know that Carl Lumbly is a uh, March Manhunter, the animated series of Justice League. Yeah, so Carl Lumbly was from Justice League animated series as, as March Manhunter. Phil Lamar was in the Justice League animated series as uh, Stewart. John Stewart. I mean, amongst other things, he's done so much. Um, that's I mean, it's I think it's pretty funny the three of them playing related characters. Awesome. <laughs> uh, I I still can't remember what else happened in the the other episode, the Confidence Woman episode. I'm having a hard time remembering too. Well, yeah, and you only watched half of it, so yeah. Yeah, I don't. Maybe I know. I I know I watched it. I just can't seem to think about what it was. Oh well, must not have been a important episode. Nothing really came. To, nothing really comes to mind. Okay. Um. So with uh that episode of uh uh Supergirl, we have. They haven't really been talking about crisis at all on that show. Like, what do you think of that? What do you what do you make of that? That's weird because uh, obviously last year's crossover, uh, you know, she uh, she met the monitor too. So it's just weird that they're not really worrying about it. Maybe she thinks everything's fine <laughs> because Ollie saved, you know, Barry and, and Supergirl. Yeah, I mean, with the fact that she's on a different Earth altogether, like they maybe they just don't. It's just not as uh, pre- prevalent to them. Um, in famously in the Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover in the comic books, after the crisis, all the worlds became one. Right. Right. Do you think that's going to happen in this one? Do you think that's the, that's the thing they're going to do to make it so that Earth, Supergirl's Earth and Flash's Earth is going to be the same Earth, so as well as Black Lightning's? Or do you think they're going to tr- they're going to pull a twist on us and keep everybody separate? They keep everybody separate. <laughs> you want is that what you think is going to happen, or is that what you want to happen? I'm just asking why would they keep everybody oh, se- uh, separate? Why? I'm I'm hoping that you know all the Earths uh, become one. I, so do I. I. I honestly do. Um, why they would do it, I don't know. They might do it just just to one have it be a surprise so that people don't know, and two, it could be something else completely. It could be that's the best way that they can tell those stories. That way, when Flash is having a problem on his Earth, he can't easily call Supergirl to come help, or vice versa. You know what I mean? That's true. Yeah. But yeah, I think it would be a very big problem or detriment to the shows if they didn't have them all on the same Earth. And it's because uh, we know that uh, the guy that plays Cisco, he's going to take you know kind of a break and not be in the shows as much. So he can't always if he's not really going to be there, he can't really be creating new devices and stuff. Mm, I didn't know that he was under breach. He's taking a break. 
yeah said uh he's taking a break uh so he won't be around probably post-crisis uh crossover he won't be around as much and that's when the rumor started that he was going to quit oh uh, got it okay shut it down he's now like, is, no. is that why they introduced the chester p runk character is he going to be replacing the uh cisco as the new tech guy oh that's actually a good point yeah that's what i when i was watching that episode like when he after he wakes up, he's like, "Hey, party people!" Like I just <laughs> kept thinking, like, "Oh, are they going to be replacing Cisco with this guy?" Maybe, maybe. Well, before we get to Flash, we got to talk about Black Lightning, though. So, yes. Black Lightning episode five and episode six, Requiem for Tavon and Knocking on Heaven's Door. So, yeah, Tavon was killed, and. You know, he was like, "No, they didn't kill your kid." Uh, that, but plot twist—he's really dead. Yeah. Well, I mean, at that point, they hadn't killed their kid yet. But yeah, uh, that was that was pretty bad. And and of course, who was that killed him? It was Painkiller. Which I am fucking dumb. Okay, it wasn't until like episode uh, six when they went to khalil's grave and i saw what his last name was his name is khalil Payne, so he is pain killer khalil killer ah uh, <laughs> i mean i knew his last name was pain but i didn't put all of that together like you just did yeah it, I, I didn't know his last name was pain or at least i just didn't register with me but yeah so yeah he is uh painkiller killed him like it, it's it's and then also infected uh Nissa, no, yeah, Anissa, right? Yeah, yeah. Anissa, yeah. Um, so one thing that we had was Gamby was as the makeshift doctor of the show, uh, is trying to treat Nissa's um infection, saying that her her uh superpowers are kind of keeping it um at bay, but not so much anymore. Her superpowers are kind of being eaten away by the, by the pain or by the infection. She'll still find, a, I think she'll still keep her powers. Maybe she won't be as strong. That's interesting. Uh, I don't think they're going to completely, you know, depower one of the main characters of the show. Uh, yeah. Every time we depower a character, they always end up getting their powers back somehow. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you have Christina. Is that the mother's name? Uh, no, isn't it Lynn? Lynn. Sorry. Lynn is doing experiments on, uh, God, why can't I think of his name? The Tobias. The, Tobias. Thank you. Doing experiments on a Tobias because his interaction with the certain, uh, serum that gave him powers is the is is unique in the fact that it gave him powers that helped stave off uh in uh old age and and gave him a healing factor so she is she gave him his powers back and then is extracting his blood so that she can then take it and use it on the other infected metas so that they don't die and the pod kids but I don't know if it's gonna if it's really gonna work though. Trying I mean, to make an antidote from him. Yeah, I mean that it's it's a good trope. It's a good story trope. You know, have to give him his powers back so that you can get something else out in the end. Of course, it's gonna end up turning on her, uh, and it won't be good. But I'm here for it. I'm here for that story. She is also dosing herself with green light so that she can be smarter as she thinks and uh, work harder and stuff like that. So that's interesting. And then uh, it's like uh, that little pill from Limitless. So yeah, exactly. Um, Jennifer's going out at night in her costume. She beat up a whole bunch of ASA agents. Is it ASA? Yes. Yeah. Um, the certain agents that beat up her father, which was incredible, so to speak. Um, uh. Odell said that he would. Uh, take or he would deal with them himself, and the way he dealt with them was sending her their way. The the only thing, like, uh, I don't really get. I mean, obviously, when 
uh, when Jefferson gets kind of ambushed by the interviewer at the funeral, um, how that sparks a whole uh, argument with him and Lynn, which is like, oh, you know, you just had to make a statement. Not only did he have to get beat up, but you also had to make a statement, blah, 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 blah. I just didn't get the whole yeah. I guess, purpose of that. Yeah, them fighting at the funeral was probably not the best. <laughs> now, this reporter girl, uh, I don't really know her character all that well, but she has been now inducted into quote-unquote the resistance, um, which is, was it the the freedom fighters, uh, the preacher, the chief of police, and the gang member? Yeah. Is that one dude a gang or he's not a gang member. He's usually like the uh, petty thief. Yeah, the petty the thief, the guy who has supplies. So she's now the voice of the resistance, the voice of the movement, and Tavon being killed and uh Pierce Jefferson Pierce being beat up are the two catalysts that they that the chief of police says they needed for getting the ASA out. They're gonna start a war. Do you think it's gonna work out? for them i don't know man uh we got i mean we got painkiller uh obviously we have odell um odell always has a plan for everything so (laughs) i don't think it's gonna work out the the best do you think that the uh markovia is is a bigger threat as odell lets everybody believe I don't know. There hasn't been a lot of Markovian threats, at least not in these two episodes. No, there, no, there wasn't. Uh, but something did happen at the end of the episode, right? Yes. What happened to Odell? Uh, he he didn't get. Yeah, he got killed, right? What? Or he, no, he got threatened. He got shot, didn't he? I don't know if he actually right. died or not. Yeah, he got shot. You're right. Yeah. Uh, which he was almost on the. Verge in the episode the episode five of finding out about uh, Anissa's identity, uh, but luckily Grace had has the shape changing <laughs> ability, yeah, and she had Gamby in her ear to tell her what to say. Um, yeah. But yeah, Anissa is pretty pretty close to death in this episode, and then I think Odell is pretty close to death at the end of the episode. It's all kind of coming to a head. How how are they going to wrap that up? Or do you think they'll wrap it up before the crisis when uh, Black Lightning has to go to the crossover? Probably wrap it up before uh, the crisis. That's probably a good good possibility. And obviously we'll have Tobias back on the streets. How do you think they're going to go grab Black Lightning like for the crisis, for the crossover? Dude, I, I can't even think about it. I don't even know. Because none of them even know he exists. Like, they've never interacted with that character. Right. Unless a wormhole, you know, kind of like what happened in uh, Star City in the future, you know, how it grabbed uh, William and uh, Mia. That's true. That's a possibility. Just going to suck him up for whatever he's doing. And that uh, he's like, what, what, where am I? <laughs> Do you think they're they're gonna stick around in the past? Oh, I, we'll get to that when we get to Arrow. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, it's gonna be interesting to see how he, Black Lightning inter- interacts with the, with the rest of the the Berlanti universe because I think in the Black Lightning Earth, all those other characters are fictional characters. Like they they're in movies and 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 um comic books and stuff because you know how we saw in that first season when when lynn was like uh you know supergirl or yeah and wonder woman aren't going to show up or something like that yeah. so i i don't i just don't think that the actual there's actual actual other superheroes in the world in their world yet because yeah, i know they named out gotham in that show but um i think they said something about superman uh fighting off lex and uh on the on a news report, so in the first season. Oh, so they oh the other heroes do exist there. Yeah. Oh, okay. My bad. All right. And they just dropped off and they didn't say anything about a Batman, so <laughs> Well, you know, sometimes they don't like to talk about Batman in these shows. <laughs> uh that is true. Talking about Flash though, 
license to elongate. What do you think of this kind of offshoot episode where Ralph is talking about how he needs to be, he, Barry needs to learn how to be Barry sometimes instead of being the Flash? That was a very like Bruce Wayne kind of like Batman conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, it, it, he was right though. Like the Flash. Uh, Barry using his flash powers and, and stuff is what triggered uh, the one guy to know that things were, were were afoot. And instead of uh, Ralph using his elongated powers, he just kind of used his own detection powers, his ability to be smart. And it worked out better for him. And, and uh, but yeah, he uh, he's absolutely right. He's like, you know, um, kind of have to, you know, learn how to be Barry as well, because the Flash can't always get the job done. Mm-hmm. And that was a that was a, a it, it was important to Barry to get uh, Ralph into being a better hero, just like he said he was going to leave uh, Cisco in charge. Well, they still needed a person with powers and a costume to be uh, the face of, you know, Meta's in Central City after he's gone. So that's uh, he. he, That's what he left Ralph to do. He's he even made him a emblem, the EM, the Elongated Man emblem. Even at the end of the episode, though, uh, Ralph made sure that during the ceremony that he made Barry Allen be important uh by medal of honor by giving him a medal of honor that's right also I wasn't expecting (laughs) also in this episode was uh all was the all the stuff with um I don't what's the young girl's name the one that Nash Wells was interacting with Allegra 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 yeah okay yeah so she finds Harrison Wells or at least she thinks it's her Harrison Wells and is is going to expose it. But then he's like, no, no, I'm, I'm Nash Wells. I'm from another earth. This is what's going on. There's doppelgangers. There's people, you know, there's a whole bunch of different earths and there's a guy on the other side of this wall that is uh, going to destroy the, the earth. So I need to stop him kind of thing. And he convinces her to use her powers because she's afraid to use her powers because if she uses her powers, she'll be more like her cousin who uses her powers for evil and she doesn't want to do that. Yeah. But, you know, give her the whole speech. You know, you choose who you are. So if you use your powers, who's to say, you know, who's to say you're going to become evil? Snap out of it. Help me out. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of all we've got really gotten from Nash Wells at this point is the, he, he has his own um, agenda all the time. And, and everything is working towards getting his agenda done. Like even last time we talked was when he said, we talked about how uh, the end of the episode, he says, I know how to save Barry Allen. And just like I said, when we finally explains his story is that he just wants to kill the monitor, which he, he then believes will save Barry Allen as a after effect. He doesn't really care about saving Barry Allen. You know, probably won't save Barry at all. (laughs) Not his, not his, uh, efforts. I don't think, but yeah. Um, the end of the episode ends with uh, Elongated Man feeling good about himself, and then all of a sudden, fucking Ramsey comes up and attacks him. So Venom <laughs> shows up and, <laughs> or sorry, I'm sorry, Bloodwork shows up and attacks uh, Elongated Man. So what do you think is going to happen there? I don't even know at this point. I mean, he's just such a weird villain to have for the season. I, I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> I mean, is he going to try to steal freaking Ralph's powers through his blood? I mean, I don't know if is that does does his, is that how it works? Does he steal people's powers? I don't think he does. I think, you know, obviously he just uh, sucks people's blood so he can live longer. But I mean, that was uncalled for. I mean, why not attack some of the other metas who he's met already? Yeah. Why go after him? I don't know. I think maybe we'll find out something with the uh, elongated man's powers that maybe he can't have his blood sucked. That'd, that'd be interesting. Well, that'd be cool. Yeah. Um, as we said earlier, Chester P. Runk came out of his abil- uh, came out of his coma. Cecile, who is now a uh, defense attorney, 
No. Was she some kind of what? What's her new thing? Uh, yeah, she's, I, I she helps she's out. a defense attorney for Meta's. Yeah, she's a defense attorney for Meta's, and she's she's her first. I mean, first thing she does is is make it so that Chester P. Runk is back to life, like gets his stuff turned back on, gets his credit back, and stuff like that. But he also wanted to talk to a, a woman, um, coffee lady. What happened to Jitters? How come Jitters is gone? Got destroyed by the black hole that he created. Oh, I totally forgot about that. Okay, so um, yeah, he, she fails on that because she was too nervous. I, I didn't quite understand why she was having troubles reading. Uh, the waitress, the delivery waitress lady, but it seems like she was reading her own self and messing it up. Right. So Chester being added on to as a uh, reoccurring character, what do you think think about that? No, you said it earlier. He could be Cisco's replacement for when, you know, he's not there, which kind of I'm warming up to the guy, though. Okay. Oh, yeah, because he talks all about being party people, and that's what you are. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anything else you wanted to say about Flash? I know you uh, live tweeted as you watched last night. Uh, um, oh, I guess the only other question is uh, when he when Nash Wells is in the bunker, you know, and she used her UV powers. What he saw? What did he see? Or did we not see that? See, it was just like a purple light. It kind of looked like uh, stones in a way. Uh, it looked like stars, and then uh-huh. you know he. He copied it and then he walked away. Uh, I don't know what it could be. It, yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt it if it was Infinity Stones. <laughs> uh, all right, let's talk about Arrow, episode five, Prognos or something like that. I don't speak Russian. <laughs> uh, it sounded like you were. Uh, it sounded like you were really uninterested in this episode. Uh, it was cool. Um, a lot of the fight scenes were really good, but it just, uh, it was all like, I don't know, felt like bland dialogue. Mm, I, I see that. Yeah. Even like, uh, I don't know. Did he, did we, do we call Roy Arsenal? I forgot. Or was he just red arrow? Even, uh, I like his character. I like Roy Harper, but, uh, even with this episode i just and i know he's going through a lot i just felt he felt the actor himself uninterested uninterested uh, i agree with you it did feel like he was uninterested in being there um i think one of the things i think is that or i didn't think but i thought was funny was that his secret identity name was jason, jason. yeah which has to be that it was jason todd right yeah um which they kind of retroactively made Jason Todd and and Roy Harper like best friends in the DC comics because when Roy Harper gets killed in uh, Heroes in Crisis, sorry, spoilers for people that haven't read Heroes in Crisis, which is like almost a year old now, I think. Um, uh, Jason Todd kind of goes, kind of loses it. Like, Like that's his friend. They were on titans together and they were on outsiders together uh that's true he was on the red hood and the outlaws together but or was it outlaws or outsiders red hood and the outsiders i think um they uh yeah so so him parading around as jason todd just makes all the sense yeah uh i don't know um obviously you agree that he didn't feel like uh like the actor himself wanted to be there yeah, I'm guessing that he's not going to be around uh, in future episodes. But I like the idea of David Ramsey, or I'm not sorry, David Ramsey, but um, Diggle, John Diggle, showing up to try and change Roy's fate for the future. Because, uh, like we like, that's the whole thing with him. He needs to be able to sh- show that he can change people's futures. Because his own son is going to become a bad guy, which is not good. <laughs> right. But I mean, even with him going on the whole, you know, if you don't uh, 
um, go into exile. If you don't exile yourself and go to Lian Yu, you can stay here, train the kids, and you know uh, everything will be okay. You'll reverse the future. I, I sort of buy into it because you know butterfly effect. You change one thing, something else happens. Kind yeah, of thing. that's that's uh, uh, exactly true. Just like the fact that there used to be a, uh, a Sarah Diggle, and now it's John Diggle Jr. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which I did see an article somewhere. I don't remember which website it was, but I think they posited that the reason why Lila is helping the monitor is because she wants to get Sarah Diggle back, her daughter. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. No, I mean, she has absolutely no memories of having a daughter named Sarah, but yeah, uh, the monitor could have showed her this or given her those, those memories and just been planted in her head. And now she's like, oh yeah, I definitely want my daughter back kind of thing this is you know what your daughter amounts to in the future if you had a daughter yeah that's that's very true so that's i mean why do you think that lila is helping the monitor she says i'm doing it to protect my friends but i'll you know obviously she also has has always had ulterior motives as well yeah as the head of uh yes argus yes thank you uh she and that's the and that's always the thing with the, these characters they're always uh well everybody needs to be kept in the dark so that i you know that to protect him i mean arrow does that all the time too green arrow yeah. does um but at the end of the episode after she tried to get laurel to betray uh green arrow laurel double crossed her and brought green arrow and john up to the rooftop and be like hey what the fuck they got shot with darts <laughs> <laughs> Then they got shot with shot with darts. Who did they show who was that shot them? Oh, no. Oh, okay. That was from uh, the other rooftop that they didn't show. So, what do you think? Who it was? Do you think it's Argus? Do you think it was someone else that in, entirely? Uh, someone else? In th- no, can't be. I was gonna say maybe it was a league, but no, it's not them. Especially since of reforming, well, had to be Argus. There's three different versions of the league at the moment. That's true. There's the the one that uh, Anissa runs. There's the one that Talia runs, and then there's the one that Athena runs. Yeah, Athena. So there's all yeah. There's all that. It, it might be Argus. She might have had Argus there to do it. Uh, trying to think of who else could have who who else have we seen in the past that could show up and do it. I can't believe uh, China White, maybe. That's a good possibility. He didn't bring her back. Yeah. It could be it could be uh bronze tiger. Turning over a new leaf. Yeah, but he's working for Argus. He's working for Lila. That's true. So she might have just told him to do it. We need some way for him to die so that John John and Sarah or John and Lila have to adopt adopt um Connor. He dies in the crisis. He probably does. Uh what else about the episode did you did you like or not like? Um I don't know uh the whole, you know, just the the drama between uh Mia and Ollie. It's a little forced. Definitely is. Yeah. I mean I just don't get how Mia can be so upset with with Ollie. Like she, I get it. I get people that I, I get the storylines. It's like, you know, he was a father that wasn't around, but it's not like he left her to not be around like cuz he didn't love her. He left and then to go save the world and then died. It's it's you can't really be upset with him about that. I at least that's how I see it. Oh, and William's pretty upset too. Just you know, you kind of left. I wish I had another call, or you tried harder. Yeah, but he got over it quick. Yeah, you know, we never talk about the fact that, uh, or at least they never talk about the fact that uh, William is thirteen years older than Mia, but yet acts the exact same age. That's true. <laughs> yeah, and the actor looks a little bit older. Looks age appropriate, but yeah, he's acting the Does, same way as her. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like he he acts a little young on, on on the young side, or looks a little on the young side, I should say. Okay. 
So what uh, what was the thing that you're saying earlier? If uh, you think that. Mia and William are going to stay in present time. Oh, I don't think they're going to stay in the present time. I'm just wondering when they are going to go back to their their future. Do you think crisis? Do you think they're going to stick around all the way to the crisis? Think so. That's interesting. I mean, the monitor was the one that brought them there for a reason. That's true. Oh, you know, also I wanted to talk about is the fact that after the first episode of this season, we thought that this was going to be an, a season of them jumping around to different different Earths. They haven't gone to another another Earth since that first episode, and I'm pissed. No, I'm pissed about kind of sad. <laughs> <laughs> like to me, that was that would have been the whole point of this season is them going to different different Earths, finding different recruits to help out uh, with uh, you know the crisis, the oncoming crisis. But yeah, they didn't do that. And uh, even the monitor was like, hey, you're going to jump from Earth to Earth collecting things that I need so, for the crisis. Yeah, so I'm guessing the next episode is going to do that? Uh, we can only hope. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I hope... I hope this season ends out well. It, to me, it's good so far, but I just hope the rest of the season ends out well. well. Well, we just watched episode five of Arrow. Yeah. And it was going to be, what, 10, 10 episodes a season? That's right. So we're halfway done. Uh, and uh, surprisingly, I looked at the schedule. Uh, looks like they're going to show new episodes uh, this week, which we haven't had in a while when they do new episodes during a you know, holiday. Right. Yeah. We have the, a new episode this week and then uh, December 3rd. Yeah, we have an episode which will be right before the crisis starts. Yeah. So an episode before the crisis and then the following week crisis begins. Yeah. And then I think, I think the actual next arrow episode, quote unquote arrow episode, even though green arrow will be involved in all the crisis is not going to be till January, January 14th. Yes. All right. Well, all that being said, what do you, what do you, what are you expecting? What are you hoping? Um, I just really don't know what's going to happen if Barry does die in the crisis. I don't know how, what they're going to do with it. Hmm. I, 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 you know, I mean, obviously we're all expecting Oliver to die and he's going to sacrifice himself for Supergirl and green or Supergirl and flash because those are the, the classic characters that died in the classic crisis on infinite but we're expecting it to, to be the twist, but, the fact that we're all expecting it means that they could double cross it and we kill off the Flash and Supergirl again. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a big possibility. I don't, I don't know what you would do though, because green arrow is over and Stephen Amell is leaving. He's going to a new show. Do you think those two episodes after the crisis on infinite Earth and arrow is going to be like funeral for funeral for a friend episodes? Oh, could be yeah that's gonna be interesting uh okay anything else you want to talk about oh that's it (laughs) there you go folks uh if you have any information you'd like to pass on to us or you have opinions on the shows that we talked about today we'd love to hear from you find me on twitter i am at mitchipedia gem gem stands for geek elite media also find daniel on twitter at for commie daniel the rest of Geek Elite Media is at Geek Elite Media on Twitter, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the Geek Elite Media Network website, geekelitemedia.com. But until next time, this is Televised Heroics on the Geek Elite Media Network saying, always remember to geek out. Geek out. This concludes our broadcast. 